It's Mailbag Friday here on Locked on Boston College. On today's show, we're going to dive into all your questions and give you all of the answers. You are Locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Friday, everyone. If you're in the Northeast, hopefully you're surviving this ice storm. I know it's bad in certain areas, but on today's show, it's a it's a quiet weekend. We have a hockey game against UMass Lowell on Friday night, and no basketball because basketball's off until Tuesday. They get some nice needed rest after having five games in ten days. Now, as I said on this show. I went all over social media. I went on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, everything to get questions from you, the listeners, uh, for today's mailbag. And I got quite a few. So today's show is going to be dedicated to your questions. There wasn't really a lot of news. The only quick news, as I said, UMass Lowell uh, against BC tonight. Good luck. UMass Lowell's in first place. BC's playing terrible. Also, Tyler Days entered the transfer portal. He's a backup defensive back from Cicero, New York. He committed to Steve Adazio. Not a big loss there. I mean, he wasn't going to really ever find a role here. So good for him to go hopefully find someplace else to play. So let's dive in for our first question. DJ Fullerton asks, Do you realistically see BC being a top 25 team and a possible playoff team the next three to five seasons? All right. Well, I've been called a bit of a honk here. So do, could they be a top 25 team next year? Absolutely. I think there's – and we'll get into some of the, the details and what I, I – there's a couple other questions that kind of lead into this. Defense has to play much better, uh, especially the pass rush has to improve. I think the, the secondary has been playing really well the last couple of years. But to take that next step on defense, and the offensive line needs to step up as well. And it'll be interesting to see how John McNulty really kind of redefines that offense. They have a tough schedule, though. I mean, to be honest, as I said, that first month of um, Rutgers, Maine, Maine's not hard, but Florida State and Virginia Tech, that's a tough, tough early September. But I think that could really battle test them and get them ready to, to have a good top 25 run. I do think that's possible. Now, let's get to the negative Nancy part of me. Could they be a playoff team? No. I don't see them being a playoff team. Um, I, I mean... As you've seen, a playoff team has to be either undefeated or have one loss. And they would need to be they need to win the ACC and be able to um get themselves to the level of some of these other schools like Alabama, Georgia. I mean, look at what Texas A&M just did, Texas A&M just did on their recruiting class. USC's on the rise. Oklahoma probably is going to be better. I mean, it's that I don't think Boston College is going to get to that level. I mean, I'm I'm just going to be frank with you. Uh, could they win the ACC? I mean, I possibly. I don't want to be too negative about that. But um, if they win, it's going to have to be on a Clemson down year, kind of like we just lost. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't see them being a playoff team. I think in the world of college football right now, there are two sets of teams, and it's okay. This is just what it is, right? There are the the championship contenders, the Georgias, the Alabamas, Ohio States, Michigans. Uh, you know, those blue bloods that are going to play for those school, those playoff spots. With, you know, teams like Boston College right now, they're, they're a couple years away from anything. And I, I can't get a read on what they're going to do. And, you know, hey, from what you've seen of Jeff Halfley coaching, 
right now, is he a playoff contending coach? No, he's still learning. He's still green. Um, but I will, I will couch this by saying that if they change from four playoff spots to 14 or 12 or 16 or whatever, um, then I change my, my prediction there. There's a much better possibility of that happening, but top four, eh, I don't see it. So thank you for your question, DJ. John Reardon asks, are there pl any plans for some upgrades in alumni stadium and game day experiences? I mean, I don't, I don't know of anything at alumni. I do know this. Okay. I know that some people are hoping for a huge overhaul of alumni stadium. And until that practice facility for basketball is complete, I think that's the next phase in their, in their, um, their athletic development, right? So you saw with BC athletics, they started with the fish field house. Then they went to the baseball stadium and the softball complex, right? And now, you know, Freddy's complex. Now they're doing the basketball facilities. You know, I could see them doing some changes to alumni. I think they're going to probably all be small stuff, right? Every year they do little things. Like, I was really impressed, I have to say, with – uh, when I went on campus to cover games this year, the way that they used what used to be where the Plex was and where the uh, mod parking lot was, um, what they've done with that, like putting up those tents and having like live bands, that's a that's a good game day improvement. And they had food trucks. I'd love to see more of it. I think you get more on there. You get more um, options. I thought that was cool. But like having like, um, who was it? Cisco Brewing Company I saw there. Of course, I had to work so I couldn't have one. But that was really cool. I thought that was a really neat uh, addition. Now, just going to keep building on that um, because that game I went to, that NC State game where they got blown out, um, it was a really rocking – that was an experience that I hadn't seen on Boston College's campus since probably – you know, there's been here and there some good ones, but uh, the Clemson game, obviously, it's obviously from 2018. The one I go back to was the USC game in 2014. But those big experiences where everyone's going crazy – um, I think that will be it. And then on, in terms of in the stadium, I haven't heard anything yet. But I'm sure they're going to probably start looking at some things soon. Uh, so keep your ears open. I mean, they, they're always close to the vest. Uh, and um, they haven't announced anything yet. So we'll probably, you know, when they announce additions, it's usually over the summer when, when news is kind of slow. So we'll have to wait to see what they have there. So sorry, I don't have an answer for that. But that's kind of where my thought is, is that you're going to... You won't see anything big. You'll probably see more cosmetic things at alumni over the next couple of years. Um, but once they get that practice facility for the basketball team, then you'll hear more about whether they're going to move on to updating Conti, alumni, both, what, where their next step is going to be, because I'm sure they're going to do some things there. In a moment, I'm going to talk about basketball recruiting. I have some questions about the offense and John McNulty and much more. Bet Online has got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 22 season. Head on over to betonline.net, where the game starts. Hey, Eagles fans, this is AJ Black with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. 
Use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first cash, uh, first fill up with cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. I'm also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Now, some of our questions came to us from our Maroon and Gold forums and message boards. Now, this is a free service that I offer my listeners. Head over to Maroon and Gold's forum and sign up. You get a free account. There's free boards there. You can talk to the Boston College fans. I jump in and, and put in information I know. If you're a premium member to bcbulletin.com, uh, there's premium boards as well. Now, some of you have signed up and there was this weird thing that was going on uh, with spam blockers that like the confirmation email was um, sent to your spam. And so some of you who wanted to com- uh, connect uh, and, and sign up couldn't fi- get through it. Um, if you have done that and you were waiting for the account uh, confirmation email, it never came through. It should be all set. I went through and, and did it all. And if you haven't signed up already... I got rid of that setup so that you could just sign up and go. So head over to Maroon and Gold Forums now and make sure you sign up for your free account. So let's look at some of the questions that came up because there were some great ones that some of our listeners wanted to know. Um, So uh, Big Bear, I think that's how you say it, too, said, I believe the defense starts up front. The starting D-line looks to be the same names as last year. Good recruiting year for the position group, but can't expect too much as freshmen. Your thoughts on this concern? So, I I agree with you, Big Bear. I think that the D-line is one of my biggest question marks. And when the question came up earlier about whether Boston College could be a top 25 team, I think that's going to be one of the big keys. Now, you lost Brandon Barlow, who's a solid defender. He wasn't anything super special, but he had his moments. Uh, you lost TJ Ram, who I thought was a good defensive tackle. And that gives you two big kind of holes on that lineup. And you got to figure out who's going to fill that, right? So Cam Horsley, I think, could be ready to take that next step. I've been saying that for a while. Um, he's going to line up probably next to Chris Banks um, at defensive tackle. I think those will probably be your two starting defensive tackles with Isaiah Henderson and... Um, Nigel Tate, I'm going to guess, will be your backup defensive tackle. Tate had some plays uh, last year. He really wasn't a huge starter, but um, I think he'll get some roles. Now, they got to have a bigger game. They, they have to play better. Now, the defensive ends, I think, are the big ones. Marcus Valdez has been on that verge of having good seasons every year. Like He has some big plays, but he's not consistent. And what he needs next to him is he needs a bat. He needs a Robin to his Batman, right? Because... That other spot has been kind of like this. It's been a challenge. Like Brandon Barlow is in, inconsistent. It's Shita, Shita Salah inconsistent. So what? who's going to fill in that? I still think that they've been looking at some... I know that they've reached out to a few defensive end transfers. I don't know how serious they have been. Uh, one name is Oshan Matthew, Mathis from TCU was a name um, I know that they were possibly looking at. I'm not sure how serious that was. Uh, he's got quite a few sacks. Uh, he'd be a perfect fit. But um, they also, I know they're happy with some of the guys that they have coming up. Donovan Azaraku and Nato Akpala 
I don't sleep on these guys. I don't know how, you know, they're going to be redshirt freshmen next year. Azaraku played quite a bit. Akpala, if you remember that Clemson game, he's got lightning speed. So, you know, another year in the system, could they jump up? Um, I still think it's a major concern, though. I'm I'm with you there. Like, you know, when you think of good Boston College defenses, you think about the the Zach Allens, the Harold Landrys, the um, you know all the the good pass rushers that they've had in the past. Matthias Kiwanuka, uh, you know Ron Brace, B.J. Raji, you name it, they had it. They've had good guys on that line for years. And Marcus Valdez is nice, right? But he's not that. He's as much as you know. Pro Football Focus ranks him up through the roof. He's not an elite pass rusher. He's a good pass rusher. Um, he's not elite yet, and that's what they lack. They need a really good game-changing defensive end. I don't know if they're going to have that, and it's something I'm a little concerned about. But thank you for that question, Big Bear. Big Fan asks, Coach Halfley has emphasized that the BC job has a number of attributes that are very important to him, including culture at the college level, the uniqueness of the BC community, uh, the character of the type of guy that fits BC culture, Boston is a great place to live and raise family, etc. Is this just coach speak and we will never stop bigger programs from approaching him? Or could he be a Frank Beamer? Um, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think that Halfley does appreciate the the feel of this program like the familyness the the family the the small culture the culture of it like the men and women for others i think he i think he does dig all of that that being said i'm not naive to think that he's not going to take another job jeff halfley throughout his career has bounced between multiple jobs getting different experiences and I, you know as much as as he says he's happy here when his time comes he's going to take it and the way things are going, we're going to get him for a couple more years. There's no way. I mean, even if BC plays really well next year, I still don't think he's there yet, right? It's been like two inconsistent seasons and then one good year. He's going to need to string together a couple good years. So I think I think we'll have Halfley for like six years maybe at this point That is where I'd put it if he starts to get successful. Um, and so I, I think he will eventually move. I don't think he's going to be a Frank Beamer. No way. Um, he's he's going to he, – to me, he strikes me as a guy that once he gets successful, he'll be an NFL coach. But um, he'll have some time here. I don't think he's going to be like a, a quick run, run and done here with the Eagles. And that contract extension he just signed, as I've said before, that's recruiting talk. That's all that is is just so he can he can recruit and not have to worry about other coaches uh, pointing to his insecurity about being with the Eagles uh, that long. All right. Now, flipping it because someone else had a question that was like the complete opposite because that's the fun of college sports. Let's go to Dennis Monahan who asked, Knowing what we know about depth on the roster, what is the realistic expect record to aspire to f- next football season? If the team falls short, is Halfley in trouble? Why or why not? So I'm going to get into, I kind of got into them possibly being a top 25 team. I I can't, I can't give you a record yet. I need to see what they do with this, with recruit, with the transfer portal. I need to see more with um, their, their work with developing guys like, how how are some of these freshmen developing? Because, you know, if they're if they're hitting on some of their recruits, then maybe they're gonna be very successful. But there's still some major concerns. Like that offensive line scares me right now. That you have four of your five guys that from last year are gone, uh, is worrisome. That's that does worry me. So, I mean, I, I right now eight and four, seven and five, something like that. Um, I think is is reasonable. And if they fall short of that, it will happily be in trouble. 
I mean, I think the fans will start to turn on him. Will the school? I don't think so. I don't think it's there yet. Um, I mean, you have to consider, you've got to put everything in context, right? And it's not making excuses. It's just what what happened. So 2020, he had a good year, but it was the it was it was COVID. It was a complete cluster bleep all over the place, not just in, in football. Last year, he lost his starting quarterback, and I know some folks are still upset that they didn't have a backup. But I'm telling you guys, there's no way they could have gone out there and got a a, a backup quarterback that would have been any better than Dennis Grissel. I mean, the, good quarterbacks knew what was going on at Boston College. So I think I think reasonable administrators saw that and are not going to rip Halfley for that. Now, if he f- struggles this year, year three with Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic, I mean, is his seat hot? No, I don't think it's hot. But I think the sheen would definitely start to, to wear off on Halfley. Um, and because we'd be heading into year four, and if he's like 500 or below 500, it's a little worrisome. Um, and so they might start to think about things, but I don't think they'd do anything at that point. I think, I think he's secure after this year, and um, I think fans may not be as happy about him, but I think the administration probably won't do anything. In our final segment, we'll talk some basketball, even more football questions, and everything in between. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar because it's 100% covered in chocolate. Most Bilt Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, it's not even close. Bilt Bars are so delicious and good for you. I have one every day at 2.30 to get me the power I need to get through the day. There's so many flavors that, that are so yummy that you need to try out, whether it's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming up with new limited time flavors, so you've got to check out Built.com to see what's new. Now head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. We're going through the mailbag. Now, if you want to ask me a question, we're going to try to do this weekly, semi-weekly. Hit me up on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or the site at Locked On BC I'm a podcast or on Facebook. If you have not done Facebook yet, please go to find BC Bulletin on Facebook. That kind of incorporates our podcast and the site. It's all my stuff all at once. Uh, and you can ask questions on there. Speaking of Facebook, we're going to go over to Facebook as Bob Scott has a question. He said, would BC bring in Brian Flores for a year to work with the defense? This is a quick and easy question. No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be I don't mean to be uh flippant about it. So let me explain why. Brian Flores is, you know, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, he's you know, he's suing the, the NFL and three different teams for racism and discriminatory practices. I mean, he's got interviews I saw with the New Orleans Saints and I think another team, Texans, Houston Texans, for an NFL court, uh, head coaching job. Um, if he doesn't get those, um, I, I I worry he's going to get blackballed. I think that's a big issue. Um, but I don't think he's going to worry about that. Would he – I mean, you have Tem Lokobu who's doing a great job with his defense. Um, he's not going to step – that's like oh – God, you're going like five steps down in your career – if you go from a pot, you know, an NFL head coach at Miami to, you know, an, an analyst, basically, I don't see him doing that. I mean, 
if he if he gets blackballed from the NFL, say that the NFL's like, yep, yeah, we're not going to hire you anymore because you're causing trouble. Um, I think he could be a, a, a college football head coach, and they have a much shorter memory of uh, you know troublemakers. I'm putting that in quotation marks, um, and would hire anyone. And so there would be a program that would definitely hire Brian Flores. So um, I think he'll I think he'll be fine. I think he'll either find a job as a head coach. You know, maybe he'll go back to being an NFL coordinator. I doubt it. I mean, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, I expect him to probably sit out this year, see if this whole thing, you know, if he wins his lawsuit, he can continue with that. Or, he, you know, he finds a job at, co- at the collegiate level. I don't I don't see him coming to Boston College for anything. Other than if Jeff Hathley for some reason left, bring him to Boston College. I'd love to see Brian Flores here. I apologize. I could not find who asked but someone sent me a message. I mean, I have so many social media accounts, I can't even figure out who, who sent it where. What's the deal with Perry Smith? Now, Perry Smith was a class of 2022 power forward uh, from South Carolina who had a Boston College offer. He visited BC. He's Earl Grant's nephew. Um, it seemed, I don't know what his de- what the deal is with his, um, his recruitment, but it's gone ice cold. And I don't think they're going to take him. I don't know. Maybe he becomes a preferred walk-on. I'm not sure where he's at. I mean, he had offers from like Alabama and um, some other big programs. So South Carolina, I don't, I couldn't see him just being a, a, a walk on, but it just seems like his, his, um, the heat around his recruiting just kind of went really cold. So, you know, maybe he ends up at Boston college. I mean, if they want to make him a, a uh, preferred walk on, maybe he does that. Not sure if that's what he's interested in, but I haven't heard anything new with him, and I know that BC basically has their class set. They had four guys, you know, uh, Chaz Kelly, uh, Prince Aligby, uh, Armani Mighty, and um, Donald Hand. That's a full class right there. So they couldn't take a – I don't think they could take a fifth. I don't think they'd want to take a fifth. They want to be able to go for some 2023 guys. So I don't think I don't think Perry Smith will end up at Boston College. And then I got two – to end this off, we'll talk about two questions about John McNulty. McNulty – yeah, McNulty, excuse me. Uh, N. Benoit 151, or N. Benoit, I apologize, I don't know how you pronounce your last name. AJ, based on some of the comments made by McNulty, do you anticipate a move to play a series each game with backup, presumably Moorhead? I mean, I think he's going to figure out, you know, times to use other guys. I'm not sure, like, I wouldn't put it in stone. Like, you know, you watch good teams. Most of them do not need a second quarterback. But... In those, you know, in games where it matters or games where you want to get him in with the ones, maybe, you know, maybe, for instance, they're beating the snot out of UConn, right? And they're up by, like, two touchdowns already, and it's, like, early in the game. Instead of putting in Moorhead late in the game when it's the twos and everything, maybe they put him in early. Um, but maybe there's some games where he has a certain play set that he can do better than Phil Dracovic or they want to get him a few... Th- snaps I could see it I could see him trying to do something like that um, I'd be a little concerned that it would really throw out the cadence and rhythm that they get with Dracovic but I think they could definitely think of it and definitely after this year when Dracovic is gone I could see them really starting to, to figure out things doing a couple multiple quarterback sets kind of like what McNulty did last year and uh, with Tommy Reese in uh, with Notre Dame and then the final question was uh, someone asked me Kevin Mitchell um, who was a great name of a old Cincinnati Reds outfielder or uh, Giants too, I think. Is McNulty Calder quarterback to coach too? I didn't see anything mentioning it. That's really funny you asked that. Um, 
I have, uh, you know, I was at the press conference. I didn't get a chance to ask a question because my voice has been going off and on and I didn't want to squeak and squawk or cough. Um, but that was the one question I wanted to ask was, is he going to be the quarterbacks coach? Because they didn't say anything in the press release about it. But he certainly talked a lot about quarterbacks. I think he is. I mean, I, they haven't announced it yet, but my guess is he is because they need a quarterbacks coach. And he, that's his one of his, you know, he did a bunch of that in uh, the NFL with Arizona, uh, not Arizona, Tennessee. And he's done it at other places, too. So I think he will be. But I just don't think they've announced it yet because, I mean, it's kind of like most fans other than you diehard uh, college football fans don't really care about that. But thank you all. There were so many great questions. And I apologize. There were so many. If I didn't get to your question, I know some of you asked multiple questions. Some of you had questions. I So one person asked about transfer record, uh, versus uh, philosophy. That's a whole, I'm going to get into that on another episode. So I think it was BC Eagles 74 asked me about that. I'll get to that. I'll give it that, that deserves a whole discussion. So hold off on that one. But if you ask questions, I didn't get to them. I'm trying to get, I'll try to do this again next week um, and get to more of your questions. but thank you so much. And make sure to hit me up on Twitter. If you have any more of those questions um, and I'd be happy to answer more of them on future episodes. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. I will see you all again soon. And I uh, will talk on Monday about, UMass Lowell versus BC and any football news that popped over the weekend. Take care, everyone.